of all the environments that you create in the world around you. Your mood, mood is one of the most important. What's your mood today? What I ask people when I do coaching is what's in your heart today, which is the same thing. Sometimes there's sadness, sometimes there's frustration, sometimes there's disappointment, sometimes there's joy, sometimes there's excitement of what's going to happen. But truthfully, that's not their heart, that's their mind. And those things can be changed just by observing by changing the formula of your glasses and seeing things differently. You might see something that's happened in the past and go, oh my God, I wish that didn't happen. Or you could say, wow, something happened in the past and I'm so glad it happened. You can choose that thought process. You don't have to have that thought process uh, inflicted on you or, or thrust at you. You can choose it. You can choose how you feel on the way to work in a car. You can choose how you approach your breakfast. You can choose how you chew food with mindfulness or chew it and swallow it before you even get to taste it. You can choose to look out into the garden and see the beauty of birds and lizards. Or you can just see this place that needs to be raked and mowed and trimmed and cut down. You can choose these thoughts. Sometimes the feelings we have are overwhelming. We get the collision, the perfect storm, the situation where three, four, five things happen that accumulate. And when they accumulate, they become overwhelming. And in those circumstances, we find it very hard to see things clearly to see things as an environment we wish to create. In other words, we get in a mood, a bad mood, a not healthy mood. And when we act under those circumstances, when we make an action, we transfer that mood to whatever we do. It goes into emails, it goes into podcasts, it goes into blogs, our mood transfers. And we think we can say words and we think we can express and act on stage, but if you follow acting on the Instagram and realize the mastery that that art takes for the great ones, then for those of us who are not actors, faking a mood is just really that, fake. And it's transparent to everybody. There's a, a smell that comes off a happy person. There's a, there's, a, there's a fragrance that comes off a person in love. They talk about this a lot with pheromones and all sorts of things that we don't necessarily intellectualize because they're not words. We rely continually on what a person says to be what a person feels. And we rely continually on what a person feels to be what they say. But that's very rarely the same thing. It's a very great piece of personal mastery to finally realize you choose how you feel, you choose how you think and you choose how you react. And in that perfect storm, when five, six, seven things happen and they create for you a mood that seems like an infinitely overwhelming experience, you can know there are certain things you can do to shift your mindset out of a mood. 
The first one is stick your face into ice water. Rub your face with cold water with your open palms. Another one is breathing technique. Breathing in longer than you exhale will always improve your mood. Your posture is another one that changes your mood. An open chest, no matter how shy you are about the quality of your chest, push it out, open it up, pull your shoulders down your back, activate the lats that function just right opposite your kidneys on either side of your body. The way you stand, your posture, your, your feet are your feet apart firmly on the ground or is one foot in front of the other, which means you're going to be weak. Are you observing the big picture or the little picture, looking at crumbs on the table and complaining that the house is dirty, when really, if you looked around, it's not? <clears throat> mastery of your environment means mastery of your mood, because your mood creates an environment around you. If you want people to buy from you, create a mood around you that triggers in people the desire to buy from you. They want something from you. It's not just words, it's a feeling. And most people don't have control of those feelings. And many people trust them. So based on a feeling, people purchase. Based on a feeling, people fall in love. Based on a feeling, people run away from love. Based on a feeling. And yet these feelings are the least trustable of all the human conditions. They are the basis of the human destruction, weakness, fail. If you say, I feel good about this, stop yourself. Something's wrong. If you say, I feel bad about this, equally stop yourself. Something's wrong. Feeling good and bad about things is the lowest of low the poorest of poor, the most poverty-stricken way of living your life. Yes, if you're five years old, maybe it's not. And maybe there's a time in every day where your five-year-old within you can play with their feelings. I'd suggest going off, offline and having a hobby, some music, some reading, somewhere where you can play with your feelings. But not all day. Dictate your feelings, choose your feelings, choose your mood, create the environment. You are the environment you create. If you want to be a leader, think about how a leader's environment is and create that. It's not as hard as you think. If you want to be a champion, create an environment for champions. If you want to have kids who have love in their heart instead of self-destruction and self-deprecation, create a loving home. And if you can't create that loving home with the person you're living with now, create a new one, separate. One thing I decided many, many years ago, many, many years ago, is when I wake up in the morning, I really, really want to want to be where I am. If I'm lying in a bed in Bondi next to somebody, I really, really want to want to be there. But most importantly, that person needs to want to want to be there too. And you know when they're not. 
have the most beautiful, loving relationship with a person who loves to be right where they are now. <clears throat> and I wake up every day and build a loving home and a home of a champion and a home of someone who can teach the world things. That's the home I've created. It's not an accident. And the person who wakes up next to me wants the same thing. It's so important. We choose our feelings. It's so important to have an environment called your home. Where there are compliments and love and kindness. And that's the environment where children grow up healthy. Not in lying, cheating, criticizing, negative. And if you have any confusion about it, think about this. By yourself, in a house, flat or somewhere, you can sometimes create the most beautiful environment of love and care. And even if the kids only experience this 50% of the time, they'll experience it and they'll know that it's real. But bringing a kid up in a house where people are talking all the time and arguing and debating what's right and wrong. This is not love. This is not a loving environment. And the kids will react accordingly. We are the environment we create and we can create any environment we choose. We can also tolerate a bad one, which is something I would suggest 2023 is a time to change. Test the mood of your house. Test how it feels when you walk in the front door of your own home. But then ask somebody what they feel when they walk in the front door of your house. Do they feel it's heavy? Does it still have COVID fears and COVID lockdown hanging around? Is there love? Is there flowers inside the house? Is there joy in the paintings and the artwork? Or is it old wood, old memories, old thoughts and old hurt? I think these things can be, for 2023, the most important aspect of your focus. Creating the environment that is most conducive to the goals and visions you have. The physical environment, the emotional environment, the feeling environment, the environment of your clothing, the environment of your cupboard, the environment of your kitchen, the environment of your internal dialogue, your self-talk environment, the environment of your undies drawer, the bike gear you use, the bike you use, the cleanliness of your car. It's very interesting, an old story, which I'll close this podcast with, is when we drive along with a car, three quarter, or a, with a car quarter empty, even getting less than quarter empty down the highway, everybody starts to slow down. 
Anybody who's driving a car under a quarter full will start to slow down to conserve petrol. If the environment within us is a fearful one, it's the equivalent to driving a car on a quarter tank of petrol. And when we fill the car up, we suddenly start driving faster, accelerating more up hills. And that's called abundance. So a good heart is an abundant heart. A good heart is an abundant heart. It needs nothing, wants nothing, and therefore it has everything. And this skill and this awareness can be put into real life when you understand the five distilled universal laws of nature. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.